Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Joyce needs to work on her aim. I don't think that's how you play Marco Polo. And Steve has some very smelly pee here on Stranger Things. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome back to Stranger Things Season 3, Episode 5, The Flayed. Wow, this show gets better and better. I am Roxy Stryer, but I am not here by myself. I am with an entire panel of Stranger Things experts, starting with the sci-fi monster expert herself. Some might even call her a monster when she growls. It's in Jaga Tree! <laughs> like, growling, you don't have oh. When you ask, oh. it ruins it. Then I build it up. I do this whole thing, and then you like. Okay, oh. okay. No, no, I got it. I got it next time. No. <laughs> next time is going to be episode time. six. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning because you know what? These episodes are getting more and more vicious. Mm, okay. Okay. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna learn from from them. Well, somebody who has already learned, potentially, as she has been doing the after show since day one, including the original after show for Netflix itself, it is Tiana Hobson. Oh, hey there, everyone. I was waiting for applause to start. I thought you guys were going to clap for me, but that's cool. Mm, I, I'm no? pretty sure Brianna Phipps in the booth has the control over that. She did not just, hit that applause I just wanted button. you guys to applaud no, me, but it's fine. No Hi, everyone. I'm, I'm Tiana Hobson. Happy to be back. Um, also, as always, I am in the YouTube live chat right now, so if you're watching us live, please get in there, say hello, tell me I'm pretty, all that good stuff. I mean, can we talk about the show? Or <laughs> oh, yeah, you can also talk about that, but mostly just talk about how pretty I am. Okay, or talk about the <laughs> 80s, because you know who wants to hear it, our 80s expert, even though he's not an 80s kid, even though he tries to say he is, Ryan Nelson. Ryan Nelson, you guys, the big question is, will Erica make it to Uncle Jack's party? I don't think so. Just, is Tina going to cover for her? I feel like we have a lot of other concerns going on right. right now. Low priority. It is very low priority, but it's still a priority, and we have a lot of them going on this episode, and we're going to break it all down here for you guys, including some relationship drama again. You guys know how I'm feeling about Nancy and John. They're making up, they're breaking up, they're doing the whole thing. Same thing with Joyce and Hopper. And we've got the ice cream gang in full effect. Like I mentioned before, some smelly pee giving you guys away. <laughs> Do you think he was, like, eating a lot of asparagus? Can't eat that asparagus. You Got your water. Too much tips for him. You know what? Instead of Ryan's that's so eighties segment, should we just give tips on how to pee clean? Mm. Yeah. No, I just heard the audience (laughs) vote, and they voted for Ryan's that's so eighties segment, (laughs) where we give you all the eighties references, and of course, Angelica's going to give us some news and gossip. But before we get to all of that, I need to know episode five. We are now over the halfway hump. How are you feeling about this episode, Angelica? You start. Holy cow. It went from strange to scary. Strange to be scary things. Oh. Scary things. This has turned into a straight horror show. 
right now, and I'm terrified. And honestly, I don't know where it's going to go from here, but the monsters keep getting scarier and scarier, and I'm freaking out. I'm kind of digging watching with everybody. You have some interesting reactions throughout, I will say. I'm very expressive. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Tiana, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, The monsters are scary. I covered my eyes, I'm not going to lie. And yes, it is daytime right now, but I'm happy I'm watching it with you guys and not alone on my couch at night. Yeah, absolutely. This is no longer a nighttime show for no. me. Mm-mm, can't do it. Can't do Mm-mm. it. Not sleeping. Ryan, how you feeling? I love this episode. I think this show is just, it keeps rising with the action. We're getting more and more 80s references, more and more uh, breaking of cliches. I'm really into it right now. Although I will say, and we, I won't spoil which part because we will get to it, this was the first episode, guys, the very first episode I have heard Ryan have any complaint about <laughs> anything. Definitely had a problem. He said it out loud, and I was shocked, because you're you're Ryan Sunshine and Rainbows. No, I'm always positive. Not today. Well, Mm. not today, Stranger Things. It was literally one small scene, but we will get to that. But that's not where we're going to start. We're going to start with being a sunshine and rainbows with some ice cream. Our ice cream gang. Is it weird that I'm calling them that, considering only two of them work at the ice cream shop? I like ice cream crew. So now you've got an issue with the ice cream <laughs> Yeah, crew, huh? I mean, if mm-hmm. we're going to start picking apart words here. Okay, so the ice cream crew. How are we feeling about No, Tiana didn't like that. No? Gang is so 80s. Mm, but it's the, Ryan the gang's solved here. the debate. Listen, I'm, uh, ice cream kids? I, I think it's ice cream kids. Uh, okay. It's the ice cream okay. train. They're the ice cream kids. Erica eats a lot of ice cream. Dustin hangs around the ice cream shop, and the other two work there. So you guys know who we're talking about. That crew. Uh, they are stuck in the elevator when we leave them off last, and now, you know, they've been there all night, there's been some scheming, there might have been some making out, I don't really think that's what happened, but that's what's happened in Dustin's mind. Dustin feels like that's what Robin and Steve are doing, but really, they're just trying to figure out how do we get out of here. They don't figure it out, so Steve's gotta take a leak. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. If you are stuck in the elevator and you're there for less than 24 hours with somebody, are you okay with them pissing down the side of it? I mean, you have to when you gotta go. You gotta go. So, but do you? I just I, felt bad for the girls because it's always harder for us to get to just relieve ourselves than it is for the guys. Have you True. learned how to pee standing up yet, guys? No. What? I can barely squat. So. My knees are bad. Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> you said yet, like this is a next. Yeah. There's process. like a whole group yeah. of women that know how to pee standing. Okay. Well, I I'm learned something. I'm not one of them. Me neither. So this was this was a uh, an aim issue for Robin. She just wanted him to scooch a little bit to the left. <laughs> is it just got to be so hard? Is that too much? to ask. Just don't pee where you're peeing. He could aim better. I know. I know. We gotta aim way better. Yeah. Uh, with the urinals. But uh, yeah, I think I, this was a really fun part of the episode. I got some Star Wars vibes sneaking around the Death Star. Really cool. Yeah, of the hallways. Sequences. Yeah, the hallways. And Steve actually want to fight. Yeah, so ultimately we end up in that comms room. Thank you, Erica, by the way, <laughs> yeah. for pointing that out. Uh, you might be it. small, but you are mighty girlfriend. She gets <laughs> us there and we go in and lo and behold we did not clear the room. There's just yeah. somebody there. Uh, Steve really impressively beats him up. Uh, way to go, Steve. Which, call back to the previous episode when Dustin basically calls him out because his plan originally was to attack a guy with a gun. And Dustin was like, nah, dude, like, you've never won a fight. That's a dumb idea. And then here Steve goes, just not thinking, just reacting, because that's what 
boys do. Um, <laughs> Ryan. Ryan. That's what we do. Uh-huh. I said boys, not men. Oh. Ooh, wow. He called himself an 80s boy. Steve totally, that's true. <laughs> Steve totally is still a boy. But was the guy in the room reaching for his gun or his walkie? Gun. It was, really was a gun. gun. Okay. That was a, that was Definitely a, a gun. I, uh, here's my problem. That I won't get glasses, so <laughs> look just like a walkie-talkie to me. Really yeah, good. I mean, I think it's because he was fighting for people he legitimately cared about, one of which being Robin. Don't. I do think that's going to happen. You're shipping this? I'm shipping that, okay. and I think, you know, in the past, when he's lost these fights, they've been for people he's cared about, but not deep down have right. feelings for. Deviating hmm. for one second, I... I thought that the actor that plays Steve and the actress that plays Nancy were dating in real life. No way. I thought I remembered that from Tiana when we went to the season one premiere when they were sitting on that couch together. No, we just thought they were dating. Okay, well, I Because they clearly had good chemistry chemistry. and they were very... So I thought this whole time they were dating, but then when I looked it up, Nancy and Jonathan are actually dating in real life, which is bananas because mm. I, why do I so badly don't want them to be dating on this show? Couple of the year. It's just confusing. Yeah. Yeah. What's happening here? We, I mean, we disagree on this. Okay. We disagree on well, this. <laughs> Steve and Robin, fun. They can be together for now. You know, they're not endgame, but they're, I am seeing some flirting going on there. Although, is it more like Dustin wants Steve and Robin to be together or more like Dustin's in love with Robin? And also, why have we heard no, no mention of Dustin's girlfriend Susie? Yeah, he's got Susie, so he's Susie? he's very happy and in love with Susie. You I think? think he just wants his boy to get off of his dry spell, and he's like, "Dude, this girl is clearly feeling you. Why aren't you seeing that she's a great person?" Hmm. Dustin's seeing Robin for all the amazingness that she is. And Steve is still in that superficial, she's not the head cheerleader, I can't date her. Maybe. Maybe. I agree with that one. Okay. Well, they do do their best, they get out of there, uh, and they're doing okay so far. What a motley crew. I think that they're the crew that I have the least faith in. (laughs) Of of all of our different uh, groups, they're the ones that I'm like, how are you guys managing to continue? Like, when they're ducking through everything and nobody's seeing them, are you for real? They're fumbling a bit. They're fumbling. And I don't remember which one of you said, they're so loud? Was it you two? Yeah. They're so you guys are screaming. You're screaming, and there's no one in this hallway, so it's clearly going to echo. People are going to pick up on the voices. This is what I'm thinking of. But they are the underdogs of all the groups yes. we have going, but they made the biggest discovery out of everyone A so far. A discovery that Tiana made two episodes ago. <laughs> Thank you very much. I told you guys it was underneath the mall the whole time. Underneath yeah. the mall. And no one listened to me, Ryan. Yeah. Right. Right. Ryan. Yes, I didn't listen. It was Jeez. me. That is true. So we do see this machine, and I have to say, effects-wise, this looked great. It looked amazing. I I thought that I was really impressed. We're also still trying to break into Upside Down and uh, sneak behind the curtain for a second when Tiana and I initially were watching the very first season. All of this stuff that we were seeing was on a green screen. So I'm really excited to be watching this in real time (laughs) where we're watching these awesome rays of like flashes and sparks flying. Um, Much more suspenseful. The budget's definitely gone up. (laughs) Do you think now, I mean, there was a moment when Steve and Dustin had a bit of an aside and he said, do you think this could be in your relation to the Upside Down? I think they have to tell Robin and Erica now. I just don't understand what Robin and Erica think's happening. 
they just know the Russians are up to something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But Robin, Erica may be just for fun. She's young. But Robin's so down for the cause. And she literally has no idea what's happening. She would yeah. be the most helpful if she knew what was happening. Yeah. And I don't get why we haven't told her at this point. Because she clearly is trustworthy. But Unless she's a spy. She does speak some Russian. <gasps> no. Sleeper. Sleeper. Uh, no, but here's the thing. Steve and Dustin haven't put to hadn't put together that this had anything to do with the with upside down upside down or anything. They think they're stopping stuff from the Cold War from happening. Mm. Also, my biggest question of seeing these guys together because I love Erica so much and I love Lucas and I love their brother sister dynamic. And last episode we got to see um, Max and Billy have that one little moment where you can see that like there is some caring there, even though they get on each other's nerves. So, what's Lucas's reaction going to be? When they finally get together, and now all of a sudden his little sister's involved in this whole heap of mess. Like, is he gonna get big brother mode protective? Like, why would you get my sister involved in this? He should. He definitely should, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if he steps up. He's so far had a pretty kind of silly character. Yeah, so so hmm. I'd like to see him turn into big brother protective mode of, you know. When Steve's yelling at her and and is like, you're focused on this, all this other stuff, and we're gonna end up dead. Uh, she's a kid, bro. Don't say that. And also, she kind of low-key saves the day with that green goo. Which, what's happening there with that acid thing? <laughs> she's gonna drink it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's happening there. I saw them put at least four or five of them in the machine. Yes. While it was actively shooting at that wall. So, I think that it has to have something to do with powering the silver cat machine. We have what's tons- at the power plant? Sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. What do you mean, what's at the power plant? Well, they said they had, like, a little spot over right by the power plant. So, maybe that green goo is something that's made over there? Mm. Maybe. Possibly. I think we still have a ton of questions regarding chemicals. We've got this green stuff. We've got the fertilizer. We've got... Can we call, later on can figure call it out... the ooze? I told you about the, the fertilizer. What do you mean you told me about I the told you it, it's used for... Uh, right. Bombs. Yeah, well, you yeah did, bombs. You did tell us I don't know that. why I knew that, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I know why you knew that. What? Weird Googling. Okay. Weird <laughs> Googling. But there's a ton of different chemical stuff going on here, and I think that we just haven't fully put the pieces together. Because this one seemed... Uh, very carelessly left out for something mm. that could literally destroy a ground. Yeah, that was crazy. We also have our team Joyce and Hopper going on, and they are uh, they are quarreling, 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 couples quarreling, quarreling. Quarreling? It's sounding weirder and weirder. As I said, it's squirreling. They're definitely investigating. <laughs> they are investigating, and yes. they are fighting, and they are back and they're forth, and they go to the Hess farm. This reminded me of the new Halloween, because we're going under the bed. <laughs> we're going down. Uh, and when they get down there, they find two people who don't understand what the heck they're saying. Are these bad guys, or are they not? Because this is unclear to me. Are we, are we going based off first impression, or after we get to know a little bit? Well, we only get to know Alexi slash Smirnoff. We don't yes. even get to know the other guy slash I don't even know where he is. Oh, the other guy just, just dropped off the face of the earth. No, we're not talking about Terminator. We're talking about the second guy. He's still down there. there. I think he's still down there. He's like the he's like the daughter from Family Matters that just disappeared in just between gone. seasons. Yeah, right. Yeah. She walked upstairs and never came never down. Never came back. He walked downstairs and, and never, never came, came up. up. We'll have to keep an eye out for him. <laughs> are these hired guns or are they part of the plan? I don't know if they know what they're doing. I took Alexi as a. Innocent scientist a la Wild Wild West, how, you know, the bad guys kidnaps him and maybe has his family. And so he does he know has what's to, happening. He has to do this stuff to protect his family. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He just, Alexi's such a nice name, but I want him to be nice. 
Okay. I knew an Alexi when I was younger. He was not particularly nice. Oh, okay. It didn't seem like Terminator <laughs> guy knew who Alexi was. I think he knew that there was a base down there, but when he was oh. actively shooting, he had no worry in the world if he accidentally hit Alexi. I did not take it that way. I didn't think he cared if he hit Alexi, but I do think he knew who he was. You think he knew who he was? I think he knew who Alexi and Sidekick were. I don't think he cared if they lived or died. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Because you can find a new scientist anywhere. Yeah. True. Yeah. So easy to find Russian scientists these days, especially in Hawkins. But these days, we mean the 80s. Yes. (laughs) Alexi did prove himself that he is helping them at. Many times when the car was about to explode, he said, stop, stop, stop. He found the 7-Eleven. He almost, he helped them not get killed okay. multiple he, times. Devil's advocate, though. Devil's advocate. Is he helping them or is he helping himself? Because, number one, when the car is about to explode, what happens if it explodes and he's standing there? He's still handcuffed. He's, oh, he's going to be tied to the tree, too. And tied to the tree. He's going to yeah. be in trouble. Number two, what happens when he runs away? Is he actually looking for a 7-Eleven, or is he straight up actually trying to run away and happens to stumble upon a 7-Eleven? So I don't know. Everything that they keep showing us of him, is is he helping them because he's not a bad guy, or is he just happen to have good luck in this department. But did you see him in the backseat of that car with that icy? Chilling. Come on. He was so sweet and innocent looking. I'm Team Alexi. I think that he's going to be the key to us getting to the bottom of this and stopping the giant Honey, I Shrunk the Kids machine gun panel thing into opening up the Angelica, talk to me. I, I, think he's, I think he's just hired. You know, it's like we, we see this time and time again with the scientist character. He's objective morally. You know, he's neutral. He's just doing his job. He's trying to push forward science and, and you know, get the job done. I think it's, you know, the, the heads of this, right? We've got the evil henchmen. We've got the uh, military man we saw in the first episode. Mm -hmm. Those are probably the evil people. These people are just hired. They're just doing their job or else. Okay. Well, I I would like the chat to weigh in a little bit on this. Paula Russ, who is joining us from Belgium right now. Hello. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Good question. Uh, Paula says, Alexi is funny and so chill. Um, and Langley says, I dug Alexi. So, I mean, I think that people are starting to, are trusting that, you know, maybe Alexi isn't so bad. Okay. And mm-hmm. speaking of our chat, if you guys are in there right now talking, please make sure you guys give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Make sure you go over to iTunes if you're listening to us in audio. Make sure you give us five stars and yeah, leave us a five. review on there. Tell us what you love <laughs> about the show. Tell us what you love about us. Thank you guys for supporting us here at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you, Tiana, for letting them know where they can find yeah. you because we know you want to talk to them way more than you want to talk to exactly. us. Exactly. Anyway. Ooh, one more thing. Yes. I have a new suggestion for the ice cream gang. Okay. Was the Scoop Troops. Oh. That, that came from Crystal Kirsch. Scoop Ooh. Troops. Scoop I like troopers. that, but you know what that made me think of also? Goof Troop? No, instead oh. of the Scooby Gang. Oh, the Scooby yes. Gang. Scoopy gang. Scoopy gang. <laughs> Scoopy gang. Yeah. Scoopy gang. I didn't like it as much when I said it out loud. So we get Alexi. We go to 7-Eleven. We don't pay for our Coca-Colas because we're the cops, yo. Whatever <laughs> that. Well, he said he was, I'm a yeah. police officer. But Are also, you going to pay for that? But hugs soda when know. you're that thirsty. Just like, all, all the carbonation and stuff. A lot of Coca-Cola guzzling. And then we get to a moment that Ryan has some beef Yes, with. major beef with... <laughs> major not, not beef. Not that he took the car. Because we've seen that happen. If, okay, if a police officer's in dire need, takes the car. This has happened in many movies. I think this even happens in Jumanji. 
But there's a moment. There's the fact that he was just acting so carelessly about it. He was acting almost. Hopper? Hopper, yeah, almost villainous, like, this doesn't matter. And I know it's the greater good. I know he needs the car, but he literally could have just been, he could have made it a lot quicker, and he could have just said, look, just call the, the station, we'll, we'll figure it out in the future. But As Ryan, of right now, he took that so nonchalantly, just not like it, but not kind of out of character for him, I feel. Yeah, Hopper's not really known for being smooth. No, but let me ask you this. Last episode, I said, is he starting to lose himself a little bit? Are we worried that the direction he's going to go? Now are you a little more worried? I think he was losing himself, but now that he, Joyce is... Pro- and Joyce was totally with him on this, by the way. She's almost equally at fault. And totally. she, When he just said, yeah, we're taking this car, she was so game for it. Mm-hmm. And didn't even ask twice about it. I, I, yeah, I think he's starting to lose it a little. I think he... He didn't oh, Gianna's believe Joyce. pissed with that. I'm response. not pissed. I'm thinking, Roxy. I'm thinking. It, was just, it was the tone of that scene. I'm not. I understand why they had to do it, and I'm fine. That they did do it. It was just he was so nonchalant about it, and that just didn't feel right. Something didn't feel right about that. Equally as nonchalant, Terminator. Terminator comes <laughs> rolling through, and he's like, okay, mm, but where'd they go? And tell me more, and I'm going to bash your face in at 7-Eleven, even though the two cops are standing right there. Those cops are worthless. Who is the bigger <laughs> threat right now, Angelica? Is it Terminator, or is it Ookie-Gookie Monster? I would say it's definitely the monster. Okay. I mean, it, it's kind of, so our main monster right now, it's definitely a hidden threat. So I think that's more threatening overall. But then we've got the Terminator, Grigori, running around with his crazy machine guns. Is Grigori a host? No. No. So this is just him. His is separate. The Russians are separate. He has fantastic English, but he is very separate from our main monster. And I think uh, we've just got two antagonists here. And you don't think any of these Russians by any chance are right now under the control of the monster? I don't think so. I don't believe that any of the Russians are. But I think that the biggest threat is the gun that's opening up the portal. Because if that gets open, then we have our piece of a monster that was left behind in our world that's, like, morphing into something mixed together with whatever the hell is going to come out of that portal again. And then it's just super monster. And then, obviously, the bigger threat than that is the fact that we're going to have a lot of refrigerators without magnets on them. Yep. Which I is mean, a huge issue that we have to address. How will people know how many places I visited? Or my report cards. Or my report cards yeah, or anything like that. Know. How will I spell out funny messages to my mom and dad no. if my magnets aren't working? I guess we're going to have to start taping things, Definitely. which seems messy. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. How, how great is that Russian henchman guy, though? Yeah. It's perfect casting. He's so, he's the perfect blend of Schwarzenegger, 80s horror, just following people. I got Halloween vibes. He's I have great. a feeling Jean-Claude. that so 80s might mention him. <laughs> just a feeling. Who knows, though? But after we leave there, after we leave 7 Eleven, we go back to a place that I did not think we would ever go back to Mr. Murray's. We head over to a creepy guy's place who uh, is screaming at them and trying to get them to say their names, who apparently speaks Russian, much like Angelica. Sleeper. Totally. Sleeper. (laughs) um, We don't know. Comes out with a shotgun. (laughs) Yeah. Straight up. Isn't it kind of, like, fun, though, that this is where Nancy and Jonathan went and their relationship started? And now Hopper and Joyce 
are showing up. Oh, that's we, we know have that this Tiana is, this is like the boom boom house, so maybe we can get some <laughs> boom boom going. You think he's pumping something in the air? I mean, they say he's a little out there eccentric. Hey. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe people just get there and he really asks the questions of what's happening with you and gets you in that feeling of, oh, self-reflection. Oh, yes, I do have feelings for this person. Oh, we're in love. Let's make love. Mm-hmm. And he calls it out. Well, first of all, <laughs> I want to acknowledge what just happened, but I don't know how wow. to, so I'm going to continue. Incredible. He calls it out so quickly what goes on. He's like, uh, you two, lovers fight over there. He knows. He's he in the know. know. He's no, in the know. Oh, my God. He can sense it. He sensed it with Jonathan Nancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After he says that, Winona has maybe the best scene of her career. <laughs> yep. Where she just goes off. Monologue, monologue. We've had the longest day. Like, just goes <laughs> off. Oh, my and God. And just told us everything that happened so far in the episode. It's fantastic. <laughs> I don't know what was better when she thought she was throwing the gun to Hopper and she missed and oh. it hit and she threw it straight up to the villain Terminator or when she goes <laughs> off in this monologue. Like, she is so true to her character. She's the one unwavering character. Just every time, it's like her intentions are always great and her actions are 90% of the time awesome, but that 10% She's just kind of a goof, and <laughs> she she is my chaotic dad. good. Yeah. Oh my god, I I absolutely love her. Uh, what do you think Murray's going to be able to do for them? How's he gonna? He's going to be able to talk to Alexi and find out what's happening, and that Alexi's family is being held hostage by the Russian government, and that if he doesn't build this machine for them, they're going to kill them all, and then they're going to help Alexi stop everything. Interesting theory, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think that is a it's, big theory. It's strictly based on Ryan. Was actually like, mm-hmm. I was like, I, really I, I was just trying to think of like, did he say that? No. Did he really interview? I Ryan think was trying to think interview. if he said it already, and if I was just repeating it. Right. I, he's <laughs> definitely going to interview. Alexei, and last season he did mention the fact that Russians were interested in the Upside Down, so he was the first character in this entire series to really mention all that, so he's the perfect guy to go to. Um, I think that's going to be a big part of the next episode. Okay, Angelica, how do you feel? I'm thinking he's... This guy has dirt to dig up. He's good at it, so he's probably going to solve like a huge piece of this puzzle for us. I think Alexi is definitely just kind of neutral, doing his job, doing his thing, and he's going to hop on whatever side is going to save his life. Can we trust Murray, and can we trust Alexi? I wouldn't trust Alexi at all. Murray? Murray, he's a very chaotic character. I would say don't trust him, but I think his information is super valuable and his skills are really valuable. And we need that right now. We do. And let's be honest, we don't have many other options. Uh, and you know who else has no options? Segway Queen. Ooh, wow. Nancy and John. Nancy and John are just about <laughs> out of options right now. Nancy calls John in a straight up panic. This is a call you do not from, want from your ex-girlfriend. Mm, she no. calls him, let me talk to your brother. <laughs> Uh, what? Oh, he might not be. Okay. Also, it's five thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. something ridiculous right. like that. So, and his you just woke me home. up. You yeah. just woke me up to talk to my little brother. Yeah, I, just so confusing for so. I just imagine calling one of your exes right now and asking just no, basically no other words. Like, <laughs> let me talk to your brother, bro. Like, come on. Are you challenging them at home? Yeah, everyone do it. This is an absolute challenge. <laughs> Tell us what happens. And I, I swear to you, if you do this, we will give you a shout out on air. Just let us know. Tweet at Tweet us. Tweet the video. Yeah, do it. <laughs> let me talk to your little brother. It's almost like, if I'm John, I'm like, I, the, the, all the process is running through my head. 
did she want? <laughs> is this an excuse to talk to me? Is she trying to like what? What honestly, game is she playing? What is she playing? <laughs> but then she gets serious and is like, "Is he okay?" And obviously, based off of what's happened in the two previous seasons, Jonathan is extremely worried about his brother, uh, and. Unfortunately, he's not there, so Nancy can't talk to him. So the two of them have to go and figure this out together. And meanwhile, all the kids are safe-ish. Can we even call it safe right now? They're safe for now because after last night's actions, you know. They're safe-ish, but they're doing uh, typical kids things where Elle and Max are hanging out in the bathroom because apparently that's what women do. Yes, that's what we like to do. Didn't you guys know that? Don't you want to be mad at things like that, though, and then realize it's true? E- yes. Yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, you know, I'm like, that's ridiculously true. I yeah. mean, that's a private area where you can right. go, and the boys won't go. What are you guys doing there? Yeah, just like oh. hang. Oh, like, everything. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's yeah, just a hangout spot. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if there's a better explanation. You just want to go to the bathroom with your girlfriends. But they. it's interesting that the girls can hear the guys through the door, and the guys can't hear the girls. Because that's not really how doors work. Well, because I think the guys just aren't paying attention. <laughs> Maybe that's Because they're like out there point. doing stuff and, like, talking, and then the girls are out there, and they start whispering. So the girls are, clearly we're girls, our spidey senses. We're going to stop and be like, well, what are they saying out there? Oh, they're such idiots. <laughs> hey, we can true. hear you, dirtbags. Hello. Like they're they're listening. Yeah. Their ears are perked Girls up. Girls are definitely. all even if I'm talking to you, I'm listening to the conversation happening over there just yeah, to Ryan. make sure. Always that Ryan. Yeah, my name don't come out of no one's mouth. And then we get the mom, the meatloaf moment. Oh. <laughs> He's so annoyed. She keeps knocking. He doesn't want to deal with her, but really now it's Nancy and Jonathan. Right. And uh, I'm I wish we got a little longer on this moment of what? Why are you guys here? Because I'm so happy that we've now merged this crew. It's kind of crazy that we're on episode five and Team Ice Cream, or what are we calling them again? Scoop, Scoopy Scoop Troopas. Scoopy Scoopy Scoop Scoop Troop. Ice Cream Crew. What is it? That's my vote. Scooper Troopers. Scooper Troopers. Scoopy Scooper Gang. Scoop Scoop Troop. This feels like something you guys need to decide off air. I think they said the Scoop Troop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Scoopy people are one group. Nancy and John have been a separate one. And then the younger kids have been another one. So I'm excited to now finally have those two merge. And I wanted more of a reunion moment. Although for them, it's not as much as a reunion. Not so I much can, as lives are in danger. Yeah, I just kind of wanted like, some hugs and some tears. <laughs> right. And like, acknowledgement that I'd missed We're this. going through we'll this again. Those. Can yeah. you believe it? But whatever. We didn't <laughs> not have, again. We ain't got time for that. Because we have to go figure out some real life stuff and break into some places, including Tom's. Or Heather's, or Janet's, whatever we're calling it. Exactly. The hallway house. house. The, the hallway us. house. They go there. They find chemicals everywhere. And so, and they are eaten. They eaten. are eaten. Chem- they find a lack of chemicals. A lack they of chemicals. They find chemicals that have been ingested. They find blood. The carpet's been moved. Nancy drew in the house, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we do we think this is where the Tide Pod count- challenge came from? <laughs> I don't know. Because, I mean, it reminded me of that. I'm sure there were, if there were Tide Pods back then, <laughs> they would have been, they would have been the consumed. Yes. Tide Pod Challenge. <laughs> I always get upset about the Tide Pod Challenge with really gross. Gronkowski yeah. and just life. Oh, also. Right. Just, <laughs> just not, not what you're looking for. Uh, all the people did stupid things in the 80s, too. Hey, kids will be kids. Uh, and breaking and entering doesn't seem to be much of a stranger to these kids at this point, because Nancy be breaking into Mrs. Driscoll's, and then the 
Tom's. She pretty much doesn't know a lock anymore. She gets in here. She figures it out. I was yeah. really impressed. They put it together. She and put it together real fast. The, the garage. Yeah. And they're, oh, they, they must have been taken somewhere mm-hmm. away from here. Which is yeah. interesting because... I never realized that we never actually saw where they were in that basement with everyone. I just always assumed they were downstairs from the house that it all happened in. But now we know that all of this stuff took place somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think what has to be challenging, though, is that Tom has always been a jerk. So it's hard to figure out when this happened. She does mention the Band-Aid on his head, but it's like, what point was he a monster and when was he just a dick? You know, we're trying to figure out timeline-wise. I'm being serious. No, I will say that, but I think that he wasn't, out of everyone at the office, he was kind of more not as bad. Bruce was worse than Tom. No, remember when Tom was like, guys, leave her alone, and then made another joke? Yeah. Yeah, He's rude. It was savage, but it was And he was rude to his wife. Oh, you're drunk, you know, you can grab <laughs> another drink, you know? Hello, Tom. He, he's not okay, a nice Okay, I, I won't dude. try to defend Tom. No. I was like, I mean, on a scale here, he wasn't the worst, but he wasn't great either. Absolutely yeah. not. Mm-hmm. And he's even worse in this episode, because we go to the hospital, we're trying to find Mrs. Driscoll, and... Only two can go upstairs. <laughs> they have the elevator <laughs> moment, though. We have to talk about the elevator moment, because John apologizes. Do we, do we have to talk about the yes, elevator? Yes, it was the redeemable. Year, couple of the year. You, do you feel that way, or are you just messing with me? I feel that way. I think these guys are a match made in heaven. Yes, they had a magic... They had a huge bump in the road, okay? But he... Okay, I see this, this look you're giving me. Look, they, they are it. a good couple. I think they're made for each other. What's happening? Yes, thank you, Brianna. <laughs> What's happening? They're made for each other. I I mean, I think uh, a little bit, when we were talking about this previously, she is very strong-willed, and then yes. we've got Jonathan who kind of supports her, and then once that no. support crumbled, yeah, didn't work out so well. Um, you know, there's a lot of turbulence here, but we are seeing in this season relationships sort of uh, falter a bit, but then find their strength in that. So I think it's just going along with a bit of a theme here. It's Am turbulence. I tying it They're in too still going to land the plane. They're there still going to get there. Yeah. Are we playing <laughs> off of the <laughs> my words? I don't know what's happening, but I love Roxy's face right now because she's always pointing out my faces, and this is great. I yeah. have a colorful vocabulary, so thank you, Ryan, for uh, sending a metaphor. Where do you lie on this? I do not think that they are match made in heaven thank you. per se. Made in the upside down. But I do believe that at this crossroads, that it is okay for them to be together. Right now, I forgive him for what he said and did. We also have to remember he is an 18 year old boy, Ryan, who is still getting used to being in the real world and having a relationship. We don't, I'm pretty sure this is his first big relationship. She's learning things, they're growing together. So I think it's nice to see this journey that they're on. Never forget that she was changing in her room and he was snapping nudes of her. Never forget. It was a rocky. It was a rocky start. Is that is that a, a rough patch, Ryan? <laughs> that rough patch. He had a sheltered childhood. He's very. You know, Ryan, his don't brother walk was into gone. He's been through a lot. Don't, don't walk into right. that. Yeah, it's a little undefendable. It's a little. Right. Yeah. Can't really defend that, but she's still. And when I look at him, unfortunately, that is what I see. I still see creepy. He still creeps me out. It's like American Beauty creepy, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to mention that. Whoa. Anymore, but like, he does creepy things, and it just uh, just freaks me out. He freaks me out, man. Like, if Nancy went missing, tell me we wouldn't we wouldn't all think it was Jonathan. 
No, there's no? an upside. This is a town with the. There's, there's an upside down. There's Russians. I would not think it's Jonathan. Well, I, would. I, I think it's it would Jonathan. be one of those creepy. I don't know, zombies or whatever we saw. Maybe a monster or two. No, I'm pretty sure it's Jonathan. It's, oh, just blame Jonathan. Okay, so we're at the hospital, uh, and again, Jonathan's useless. Why Nancy decided to bring Jonathan up to the hospital? That was room. a bad. Uh, okay, but what? What? she called for the brother. I'm going to bring you yeah, up instead. I, no, but bring out up of Will. No, what? bring up a uh, eleven. Oh yeah, guys, what's Will going to do? I love right. you, Will, but he's weak. He can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, but I think that they were going up to have a conversation with her to see what was going on. I'm taking his... backup with me up there, Roxy. <laughs> I am in full you war know, mode, and I need backup. That's true. Pause. She is artillery. You don't know. You saw Pause. this woman go crazy. Pause. Yeah, I don't know why Nancy's going up there in the first place. Why don't we just send up Eleven and Will? <laughs> well, because yeah, yes, but also she's the one who's the granddaughter. Right, it's the granddaughter. She has. She's she's leading no, this but story. She said all of these are part of the family, <laughs> extended family. And you just and you see the nurse just look at Lucas. You see it happen. Oh, man. Extended, like <laughs> I mean, that, that's one of those looks that black people give each other, yeah. and you don't have to say no words. You just. You know what they're saying? I thought the word was going to say, I thought he was going to say adopted. (laughs) Extended. It was just like, yeah, sure. Uh, And then they do go up, and uh, Mrs. Driscoll, she's not there. But you know who is there? Tom and Bruce the Shark. Epic. Epic. (laughs) That is how I felt inside. Who are you more afraid of, Bruce or Tom? Tom. Way too long of a pause. Bruce. Tom. Bruce. Ooh, we're split. Something about Tom, I still feel like I could reason with. Bruce was like, here's Johnny. That movie shining ass. He was crazy. He was showing that Busey side of him. Yeah, he was crazy. And again, like I opened with, I am not sure, Bruce, that this is how we play Marco Polo. <laughs> this is not like. Do you ever notice in those moment, moments polo. in TV and movies where it's like you would not say that? You're really gonna jump out, Nancy, and yell polo? <laughs> no, that was. Or you don't jump out, yell polo, because this would happen. She opened the curtain, polo, then jumped, and then swung. You're supposed to open, say polo as you're swinging. No, swing. Like, he's down on the you ground. Swing. Polo. No, you have to oh, do the action the and everything all at once. Yes, after the after. Fact. It. Or down polo. Yeah, that's like a yeah. mic drop polo. Yeah. 100%. She did it wrong. Also, let's talk about people who are doing it wrong. And yes, you know the name who's about to come out of my mouth. Jonathan? Got his ass kicked. You got your ass kicked. You are, your back is broken. Now why are you standing? Back is you broken. You were not okay and you, now you're just chilling? You know what bugged me after that scene too was that I know he's going to think he helped beat up that guy Bruce. But it's not him. It's Nancy. Why? This is the biggest question I have, and I feel like I need answers, and I hope that they're going to give them to us. Why are Bruce and Tom connected, but now nobody else that we see are connected? That's a great question. I think that maybe Tom is the one who made Bruce a co-host, and... But then again, if if that's how that works, I guess Billy would have been affected by Tom getting injured. Right, because of Heather. But it might just be a line like that. Because I think Bruce got hit first, right? And then that affected Tom. But when Tom was getting hit, it affected Bruce and vice versa. It's oh, a hive mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a because hive mind. Stab, then, then Jonathan right. stabbed, then it affects the other way. It definitely worked like that. I'm curious to see why it didn't 
affect Billy. We didn't see Billy. Yeah, it we, could we, have. We, but yeah, it could uh, have. theoretically, it should have affected everybody down there, the whole army of people. So oh. that's what I'm confused about mm-hmm. because then it only took two of them to merge into right. said monster. But what do we call it? That didn't, again? Oh, sorry, it didn't affect the other people of the army when we were burning Billy. It affected Mrs. Driscoll. So there has to be some sort of link of oh. siring or something going on here because Billy was affected and Driscoll was, but not the rest of the army. Heather was fine. Yeah. So we have to figure out what the connection is Maybe here. It's stages. It, mm. it could be something like yeah. that, but that, that's a good point because she was affected when Driscoll was. But it's was just burned. it's just the two of them that are joining into what I wrote down as oatmeal goo, uh, and, oh. and then they make it. Yeah, thank you, Bree. Oh, that's so, what it looked like. Had my eyes closed. Goo, which is not the mind flare. Right. Uh, oh, this fine. is this is the oatmeal goo man. Oatmeal. It's Gilliam. yeah, very reminiscent of the thing right yeah. here. So uh, disgusting, and we don't know more about this, which is why we have to watch the next episode. But before we get to that, what? oh wait, we have one more thing. Yeah, what is it? It's with uh, the kids at the vending machine. Oh, what, you're, mm-hmm. just the just, you're just happy that yeah, Elle, that Ellen uh, Mike are talking again. Yeah. Maybe it was sweet. She was she bumped. Literally, all you said the we candy. had one more thing. I thought we were going to bring up this epic thing. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I knew what he was talking hey, about. In a relationship thing. that was epic. Uh, yeah, but you are right. We did have the vending machine moment, uh, and L, you know, I could use you in my life because I would like me some candy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, saying. the flirting is distracting them from everything that's happening around them in this hospital. Very right? true. The lights are yeah. flickering, and Will's the only one standing up. Um, I'm sorry, I know he's got the spidey sense, but also if I see the lights flashing and after everything I've been through, I should know something's up. You should right? be sensing this. Yeah. You're a distraction. Elle needs to be alone right now. Yeah. Thank you. Stop thinking about making out with each other Thank and get you. to business. Love blinds. Agreed. <laughs> and now let's get into our special segment. That's so 80s, baby. Yeah. I like the paper flick. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Uh, Angelica was alluding to this earlier. This episode was all the thing, the blob, monster movie madness. At the very end, that was a direct reference to the thing when both Tom and Bruce mushed up against each other, and then they came together to make that monster that it happens in the thing when multiple people are the thing and they come together just like when the dogs and the wolves are trapped in that cage direct reference to the thing uh the quote i'll shoot the daylights out of you the hopper said that is a reference to the 1987 bond movie with timothy dalton in living daylights love me some timothy dalton good little reference there also he's dressed up like magnum pi we know this yes he has the (laughs) shirt and maybe that's why he has that behavior it's kind of a weird reason though didn't like that scene how (laughs) many people are gonna be wearing that at comic con can't even count it can't yeah, even count it's, it. It's like a easy. You just go to, you know. Oh, I'm going to be one of them. Yeah. I'm just it's saying. It's like such a quick, easy cosplay there. Yeah. Major Terminator reference with that Russian henchman guy. Big time. Just the whole essence of him following them. That storyline. That's the whole first Terminator movie. Them following, tracking them. Great reference there. And the Heathers reference, which I made as a joke a few episodes ago, which is the character named Heather, that was confirmed because when they went to the first house, Tom and uh, Heather's house, it's chemicals everywhere. If you've seen Heather's, the first character that dies in that movie is as a result of eating chemicals. So, a great Heather's reference right there. This was... That's so 80s. Hey, all right. Wow. Wow. That's that 80s 
tea. Yes. Yeah, time for some news and gossip. And oh, yes. Let's get, get some news. <laughs> All right. So it turns out we had a cameo earlier in this season that went right over our heads. No way. Yeah, right hey. at... Yeah, according to Digital Spy, in season one, we actually had Queer Eye's William Mankin appear alongside the chauvinistic Hawkins post-editors. In oh. season one? Yes. Oh, what? Or episode one, sorry. Oh, Did season I three, yeah. Yeah, season, season three, three episode, episode one, one, we actually had Queer Eye's William Mankin. I didn't even wow. notice. Yeah, and uh, so if you guys don't know, Man- William Mankin was a Queer Eye's fan favorite from season two. Did anyone else catch this? No. Did anyone in chat catch this? You know what? I did yeah. catch it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, you, call me on it. Yeah, okay. Chat call, calling you. You know? See what I say. Uh, that's <laughs> great. I love little cameos like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll skip ne- another one. The next one? Maybe. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Keep our eyes peeled. Great news and gossip. That is all we have for episode five of season three. We've got to go watch episode six. But until then, where can the people keep up with you? So I'm Angelica Trey, and you can find me on most social medias at A-Trey, A-Y-Y-T-R-A-E, and Instagram at Angelica Trey. T? You can find me at the Tiana Hobson on Instagram and Twitter, and thank you everyone who's in our live chat right now on YouTube. Um, thank you guys for being here. You guys keep me entertained. Yes, it's you guys. It has nothing to do with us. Ryan? Not us. And you guys can find me at Ryan's Nilsson on Twitter and Instagram. Episode 6 coming up next. Yeah, and I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you so much to Brianna Phipps in the booth for helping us out. We'll see you guys for Episode 6 very soon. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.